Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Oh, yeah, it is. Good morning. And welcome to my house, Rosie on the House. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place where we are here to inform you, protect you, entertain you on each and every topic having to do with the maintenance, repair, or remodeling of your house, home, castle, or cabin. The number one weekend radio talk show in Arizona for 34 years. We've answered over 12,000 questions live on air, and we're here to answer your question today. one 767 4348 with over 4,000 hours of live broadcast, over 8 million weekly newsletters distributed by subscription only, over 1,000 newspaper articles published in the Arizona Republic, the Tucson Daily Star, the Green Valley News, and the Casa Grande Dispatch. We're here for every Arizona homeowner to do one thing, to make sure you enjoy your Arizona home. If you know a newcomer to Arizona, call them right now. Tell them they better tune in so we can help them out in maintaining, repairing, remodeling their home. And more importantly, warn them about not making any mistakes. So wherever you are in the state of Arizona, allow us the privilege of putting our 48 years of building and remodeling right here in Arizona. We'll put that to work for you. Wherever you are, whatever you want to get done, chances are I've been there in my Sanderson Ford pickup truck, and I've probably tried it a time or two, or if I haven't, I know someone who has, and we'd be happy to help you out every way we can. In the 9 o'clock hour, we always try and take one topic and dig in deep. We call it our On the House Hour, and we're on the roof this hour with Tyler Johnson of Johnson Roofing. People that get our weekly email newsletter got a preview of our topic coming up along with the article on you know, maintaining our first point of defense against the Arizona sun in our home. That's, that's our rooftop. They get quite the beating, and uh, Tyler, you have the privilege of, you know, maintaining and installing new ones when needed yeah you know it's it's funny we we probably make most of our money off of installing new roofs but we're really trying to just get the customers to understand that they need to maintain these roofs after we put them on it's not a one and done thing you've got to stay on top of them you know these last rainstorms we probably had oh a couple hundred calls that came in for roof leaks and we went out and on maybe 30 or 40 of them it was nothing more than just a simple clogged drain or possibly scupper broken tile that could have been taken care of a couple years ago and wouldn't have cost them hardly anything and all of a sudden now it's turning into this major issue on the inside as well as possibly damage on the outside you know one reason we don't think about it but another reason you know you don't want to invite a circum a situation where somebody's going to be telling you oh you need a whole brand new roof so it's you know being able to have that trust with a contractor that they're not going to just get out there and try and sell you a $30,000, 50-year warranty, you know, architectural three-tab shingle roof. <laughs> no, it, it's it's so much like that. You, you're, you're afraid that someone's going to come out and say, oh, you know, it's got this small thing, and 
Um, that's one of the things that we do is we train all of our sales guys very, very extensively to show the different, not so much just what's wrong with it, but why it's wrong and how it needs to be fixed. And not just because we've been doing it, you know, we've been doing it for 20 years, but we've actually gone, we study the code, we show you what it should be and how it can be fixed versus just, Hey, let's, uh, let's replace your roof for you. And that way you've got a 50 year warranty. When, you know, most of the leaks aren't because the material fails, it's because at some point in the process, either it wasn't maintained, it wasn't, um, it wasn't installed properly. Like, you know, in the flyer this week, you can see there's a, there's a flashing. Everything was done right, but somebody pushed it down wrong. If that had been maintained over the years, that would have been pushed back up. You wouldn't have had a leak. Now this lady's facing thousands of dollars of damage and all because somebody didn't bend a small piece of metal one inch high. That's it. Would have taken somebody two minutes to fix, 30 seconds. And that amount of money for repairs, that didn't happen overnight. That happened over years of having a small leak. And, right. you know, not a lot of water got in there every single rain, but some did. And just that accumulation of that moisture buildup, dry out rot, buildup, dry out rot. And, you know, over the time, it takes less water to do more damage once the material's already started to break down. Right. And it's, it's sad because, you know, the water is, it's channeled off the roof, but when you rechannel that water, put it somewhere else, that water can create a tremendous amount of damage when it's not where it's supposed to be. And that's, that's precisely what happened. It was just, it was very unfortunate that it wasn't caught in five years ago. And then we wouldn't even have this conversation here. Just been able to fix it. And how many more years did that roof have? I know that's impossible to answer, but yeah. it, it, it had a lot more left to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would have had, first off, take away the interior damage. Second off, that roof, if it had been installed properly, probably would have had at least another, you know, five to ten years left in it. And now it's something that has to be replaced almost within the next couple years, the entire roof, not just that. If you'd like to join the conversation, one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you Text questions can be sent to 411-923, or you can email us at info at on thehouse.com and talk with Tyler Johnson of Johnson Roofing about your roof and the primary roof materials we have in Arizona. You've got your asphalt shingles. Mm -hmm. You've got your tile roofs and you've got, you know, your plethora of different types of flat roofs, foam, single ply, rolled roofing, mod bits. And each one of them present a, a, a specific challenge. It's not that, you know, one call solves all type deal. You've got to know exactly what you're dealing with on each one so for instance on a tile roof it sheds water it's not waterproof if you were to if you were to lay that a little bit flatter your roof would leak and rightfully so but since it's got that pitch to it it lets the water off on a flat roof you it should be to a point that if there's a pond of water up there it, you could almost use it as a pool liner type scenario so you know you really gotta you got each one has its own challenges but each one there's a way to maintain them and make them last at least what the manufacturers are recommending preferably longer and on those flat roof scenarios uh, i i don't know why they don't slope them more than they do i remember seeing a number of them in uh, development on the west side where it was actually designed to hold water on top when it rained i was like why why would they even do this and i mean every single one of them over the course of the years leaked it was a i, I don't know what architectural design they were trying to accomplish but Every single one of them had a barrier up, so when it rained, it just the roof had a little pool on top. It was eh, that sounds more like an installation error. I mean, every architect knows that they need to push the water off the roof, whether they do it right or wrong. That's that's what we hope they don't do. But 
if you have ponding on a roof, I mean, you go to the Arizona Registrar Contractors, they're only allowed a certain amount of water, I think it's a half an inch, that has to be completely gone within 24 hours of a rainstorm. If there's more, that roof is installed improperly and it needs to be fixed by the contractor that installed it. And on a, a flat roof, you talked about your multiple types of uh, buildup layers. Do, is that still common? I mean, it seems like foam has the predominant one, but how often are y'all still doing like a rollout of a rolled roofing? So that that's that's pretty interesting. So you've got three basic types. You've got your really low grade, 90 pound, you buy it at Home Depot, it's just paper. You've got your modified bitumens, you've got your hot tar. These are your granulated surface cap sheets. Each one of those, um, we still do a whole lot of the modified bitumen. They're a great system, they'll last 20, 30 years if they're taken care of. Um, the hot tar roofs, nobody really does those because of the liability inside, you know, people carrying buckets of tar that are four or 500 degrees. Not, it's a recipe for disaster right there. But, um, there's a lot of modified bitumen going up and that that's a very very common system in this market and it's a very good system if it's maintained and it's specially installed properly <coughs> but you mentioned another one this is another thing that we're working at um arizona roofing contractors association arca yeah, they're they're sure. local local roofers belong to them and we're working on trying to get people to so a lot of times when you sell a flat roof for instance they'll go up there and say we're going to do one coat well, they're not telling you what they're doing. They could put one coat of water up there and boom, that's what you get. <laughs> so we're really trying to push people to state how thick that coating is once the roof is done. And that's really the primary thing. So foam, it'll last forever, but it's got that coating on it that, you know, if you don't have that sunscreen, it's going to burn and you're going to have to replace the entire thing because somebody didn't put sunscreen on the roof. So, And can you ever put too much sunscreen on? I mean, do you reach a point where... You've got to just take the whole thing back down to the deck and start over. No, not really. Um, if you install like if you install a layer of coating or you know sunscreen over the top of a bad layer, then that that would make you go down and have to redo it. But you can keep on putting it on. And really, what happens is it's a sacrificial layer, and so you're going to lose a certain amount. And we we refer to them as dry mills, dry millimeters. And so what'll happen is over time they'll wear out. So if you were to put, say, a 60 mil roof up there, which is insane, that's I've never seen that, um, that should last for 60 years because you should wear off about one mil a year. Typically around here, a good contractor is going to put on about 28 to 35 mils. A bad contractor, and this is, this is where it really gets. It looks white. Nobody talks about how thick it is. So you might get a brand new roof. It looks beautiful. It looks white. And three years later, it's yellow. Why? They didn't put enough of that coating on. And that's... That's where roofs fail in Arizona because they don't take care of them or they don't install them properly. And who's up there measuring the thickness? You know, I mean, they could have charged you for a full 28 and only put on 10 and pocketed what that difference is. That's why when you have a roofing contractor go out and do a coating on your roof, make them put in writing how many dry mills that's going to be on your roof and make them show you when they're done. There's a little tool called a pocket comparator. Cost about 50 bucks, but they'll actually show it to you and you can actually see how thick that coating is. These are the roofing tips, the homeowner tips you can only get by tuning in right here at Rosie on the House. We've got Tyler Johnson of Johnson Roofing joining us today talking about the details of roof maintenance and repair 
for an Arizona home. We've got Steve calling with a question from Tucson and Jay from Phoenix. We're going to get to those calls right after this quick break. Tyler, are you ready for questions? Absolutely. Let's get to them right after this. There's room enough for two up on a roof. What a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning at my house, Rosie on the house. And we're here for you, the Arizona homeowner. Let's bring Jay into the conversation. He's got specific questions that is going... From him asking this question live on air and Tyler Johnson of Johnson Roofing answer it, we're going to be educating every single person that's listening. So don't miss a word of it. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? Thank you for taking my call. My question is I have a tile roof, and the roof is 37 years old. Um, yes, there's some perfections in it, and, the, and, and my thing, my question is, is that should I try to get those perfections fixed or just go ahead and get in the roof? Uh, I had a company come out and gave me a quote on a metal roof, which I was totally shocked. The guy told me 90 grand. <laughs> and, and that was the blue light special. <laughs> if, if, it, if it came close to the tile roof, I might have considered it, but that was a little bit out of out – of, uh, out of text. There. Was it? Was it about? And, and I what? And, and I only have I only have about thirty more summers left in my life. So. And and Jay, was that metal roof about twice the price of a tile roof? Uh, it was a lot more. More than twice. Okay. I, I'd figure about yes, three sir. times. Three times. Okay. Metal, a good metal roof probably going to cost you about three times what your tile roof is going to run you. They're just they're really pricey. They're beautiful. They last for a long time, but they are very very pricey. What does Jay need to know about these proposals he's got for a tile roof? 37-year-old tile roof. Hey, that's a really good – I mean, you, <laughs> you got, got 37 years out of that one. You did great. So here's – I guess there's the there's the common ones, licensed, bonded, insured. Check with the uh, registrar contractors. Make sure that there's no active complaints. Number two, you need to look at the materials. They need to specify exactly what materials they're going to use and not, not necessarily just a 40-pound underlayment. Inside of their quote, they need to specify what kind of underlayment that is. Now, after you do that, you need to check with the manufacturer, and you need to make sure that that contractor is certified with the manufacturer to install said materials and make sure that they're going to give you the warranty that you're liable for. You're not liable for. You're, that's available to you. Available trick, to you. Trick question number two. Okay. That, now, no, most people wouldn't know to ask that question. Is that licensed contractor manufacturer certified for installing that product there's there's one of one of the most common underlayments we have in our valley that that's it's a really good product that's a very good value it's called a fontana g40 and the, everyone's going to tell you that they're going to give you a 10 let's just say a single layer is a 10 year double layer is 20 okay that's wonderful but there's a little trick to this if you're certified through the if you're certified with the manufacturer, they're going to give you a labor and material if you register that warranty. So that's another thing that you need to check out. you got to make sure that whatever that contractor is doing, they're familiar with the warranties, and they will register them for you or give you the paperwork to register them. Because if not, let's just say your, your tile roof's a $30,000 roof and the material fails, a lot of manufacturers are going to show up on your doorstep with a pallet of new, new underlayment and say, here you go, have a good day, and oh. that thing's probably only worth 
three thousand dollars. That's that's the value of the the value of the material that's going into at least that portion of it. That's where your warranty sits. So make sure that you get a written warranty from the both from the manufacturer and from the contractor that says that if there's something that happens, they will take care of the labor and the material on your roof and not just show up with the material and say you've got a twenty something thousand dollar bill to take the old the new brand new paper off that failed and put new paper on can we expect that 37 year old tile i'm, I'm i imagine it could take a visual inspection do you think that is reusable the at, tile? Thir- at 37 years old a- absolutely really okay so my my uncle was an engineer working for the salt river project building the dams and he explained to me the concrete is it's it's a product that over 100 years will harden. Just gets harder and harder. It just get harder and harder. After 100 years, it'll start getting softer and softer. So in about 200 years, you're going to end up with a product <laughs> that's about as good as the day you installed it, and then it's going to go downhill. So the tile on your roof right now is probably stronger and better than any new tile that we're going to put up there. So we're going to remove that tile, mm-hmm. stack it, mm-hmm. remove whatever underlayment lasted 37 years. Right. <laughs> And then he's got a choice of about three or four different types of underlayment. Every roofer is probably going to have their own favorite. But the key is make sure the installer is manufacturer certified to marry the labor and material warranty for the life of the roof or for the duration of the warranty. Absolutely. Make sure that they're certain. There's, There's five or six different manufacturers that have three or four products each. You really need to have, you need to make sure that you're, contractor has a relationship with the manufacturer that will allow them to install this product now that's why you listen to rosie on the house we just saved thousands of you thousands of dollars if you'll just learn to ask that one question and when you're talking about the tile roof lasting you know the 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 tile itself hundreds of years a lot of contractors don't like to reuse the tile. It takes additional time. You got to be careful to not break them, stack them, mm-hmm. move them. It's a lot easier for a blow and go crew to just throw them off the roof into a dumpster and bring, put the layman on, and then bring all new tile back. And you know that's more that the contractor can charge as well. So it's it it takes somebody who's got the customer's best interest to sell. No, this tile's still good. We can use this. It's just going to take a little bit more labor time, and we've got a spot. We need to stack it before we somewhere off off the roof before we bring it back up on top. You leave it on the roof. You detach and stack it on the roof and shift it around. But The 9 o'clock hour of Rosie on the House, where we try and take one component of your house and we dive deep. This is more than freshman-level stuff, more than sophomore-level stuff. This is junior, senior. Sometimes we even take you to the master's degree. And we're here with Tyler Johnson at Johnson Roofing. The information you gave Jay on how to review those roofing quotes was worth thousands of dollars. And you can only get that information at Rosie on the House. Tyler, maybe you should give out the phone number for Johnson Roofing. Absolutely. It's 480-467-4572. We'll it's a little bit slower. 480-467-4572. All right. Very good. Tyler, we've got Steve that did not hold calling from Tucson. But his question, I think, is going to be very applicable to a lot of people. It's a 16-year-old flat roof. Um, 
and it's got the rubberized coating. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think Tucson is the coating capital of the world, isn't it? They love coating <laughs> down there. They, <laughs> they put do. it on everything. They do. They do. Okay, so uh, he says he's got the rubberized coating, sixteen-year-old flat roof. How often should he recoat? Okay, perfect. So, first off, we need to touch on the coating is not your roof. The coating is a sunscreen. The coating is a protectant. It is not the primary source of keeping the water out of your house. So, if you have leaks, if there's anything going on like that, the coating is not going to fix it. it. That's just not what it was designed for. Number two, it's not about age. It's about how thick the coating is and where it's at and if you need to replenish it. It's a sacrificial layer. It wears off. So if you get up there and that roof's been up there for 17 years and you've still got 30, 40 dry mills of of coating, leave it alone. You're still good for at least another five years. If you get up there and it's been up there for two or three years and the contractor cheaped out on you and went with, you know, what's grand total of 15 dry mills to start with, well, shoot, you're already behind the gun. Even though it's really, really young roof, not old at all. You it's need, aged out. It's aged out because they didn't install enough. So it's not so much about time. A lot of people say it's you know every five to ten years. It's more about how thick the coating is before we get up there and inspect it. That's going to dictate exactly when to recoat it. Whether it's every five, every ten, every twenty years. You need that's that's the main. Romy, when when was Katie in college? That'd be what two thousand. Two. We, Sounds good. She wanted I'll to go, go with that. She wanted to go down to U of A, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, I I really hate paying rent to anybody. So I said, okay, Katie, I tell you what, we're gonna do. we're gonna go down there and we'll buy a little house. So we bought a little house. I had pretty much of a flat roof. Had about forty seven layers of rubberized coating roof on it. And back then, you could not find a foam roofing company in Pima County. I took a foam roofing company from Maricopa County, and I made them go down there and say, go coat that roof. And his other question was, should he rubberize coat the ductwork? I had the foam sprayed on the ductwork, the the roof, and we were down there while they were doing it. And people were stopping on the streets and what are you doing? What is this? I mean, they had mm-hmm. never seen a foam roof in Pima County. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, coating on a on the ductwork, it's great. It's not, it's not waterproofing, but it will keep the sun off of. Maybe cool it down a little bit. But again, it's, it doesn't hurt it. It's just, it's just a really thick, high quality paint. So, but if you want to foam that roof, I would definitely foam the ductwork. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It keeps water leaks out, keeps air leaks in. It it really does a good job if you do it right. It uh, and and some of those roofs, and and he talked about the age of the roof. Some of those homes were built a vap cooler only. You know, mm-hmm. uh, take a good look at the ductwork before you encase it in foam. <laughs> well, Make sure you, you're 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 spraying it on something that's worthy of holding it. And that's another. You bring up a good point. A lot of people, when they're spraying foam, it's it's almost notorious to encapsulate items. So if there's a wire laying on your roof and the foam is bury stuck, it. bury <laughs> it. If there's some ductwork, bury it. So you got to make sure anything on a flat roof needs to be at least eight inches above the roof. There should be enough enough room for that water to, to flow <laughs> off. So the ductwork needs to be eight inches tall, all that other thing. We've found we we've we have found some things encapsulated in foam that you would not believe. Oh yes, I would. We found a hammer one time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a bird before he encapsulated it one time. It was it's it's interesting finding some of this stuff. 
And when you have a mechanical equipment on the roof and you've got guys that go up there and I obviously need to service the air conditioning unit uh, and they're bringing tools and equipment up there. How do you protect the roof from other trades? You, Rosie had jokingly mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about plumbing and electrical today. And <laughs> you're like, oh, great, the two trades that mess up my roofs more than anything. <laughs> that, that's a great one. There was one time I was on a roof, we were inspecting it, and we walk over to the, uh, you know, we're looking at an AC unit, and an AC guy was up there servicing the unit. And he literally took his screwdriver and stuck it in the roof. And oh, I looked at him and was like, why are you doing handle. that? <laughs> exactly. It's a perfect holder for my screwdriver. Never mind, he's punching holes in my roof, but, you know, he punched it through that inch of foam, and that, it just sat there until he grabbed it and used it again, and it, it blows my mind. So with foam roofs, a lot of times we can put granules in them, and that gives it a little bit of a rougher surface, so if you're walking on it, it doesn't go down and wear off the foam as quick. And we, we typically will do that if requested around um, service entrances, air conditioning units, et cetera. Uh, a lot of times we'll do it on top of parapets, so like if birds are landing there, and they won't peck it as easily through the foam and granules. But that's just a little trick that you can do to get to make that roof last a little bit longer. And that's done in the coating phase, not the foam application? Absolutely, yes. And, you know, it's critical the way you do it. It needs to have coating, coating, granules, more coating. A lot of people will put gr coating, granules, and what will happen is then the granules are stuck into the coating all the way touching the foam. As soon as that, the first person that walks by kicks those granules off, now you've got a hole in your, your coating and your, your foam starts burning off. So it's, it's typically a very high-dollar system that you're dealing with when you can actually put granules in. You've got to have at least three layers of coatings to be able to install granules. And do that again, the coating, coating, granule coating, is that? Yes, a base layer of coating. That, that way you're making sure your phone's protected. Then you put a second layer of coating and broadcast or throw granules in it so that the, you know, the granules stick. Then you put a third layer of coating to make sure that you can't just kick the granules off the roof, but actually the, it, we call it a lock-it-up a lock it up coat. You lock up that that those granules and make sure that they'll do what they do. Basically you turn your roof into sandpaper for anybody that tries to walk across <laughs> it. Gives a and that's probably a little safer for them, especially if there's a little moisture on the roof after rain or something, a little more gives it a slip little resistant. Texture. Something for the shoes to grab. Absolutely. All right. Marlene's in Mason wants to join the conversation at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Good morning, Marlene. Uh, yes. Uh, last year I had a roof. Johnson's did it, and they did a marvelous job, and I, I just loved them. Anyway, uh, now my pro my thing is to this year. I'm in Minnesota right now. I'll be coming back, and um, well, I need to know what do I need to maintain this rolled roof? It's a, they put on a rolled roof. Marlene, are you you live right off a golf course, don't you? Yeah, yeah. How you doing? I remember you. No, your roof yeah, is it. <laughs> your roof is a granulated cap sheet, two layers. Um, it was actually a converted mobile home that we had to put Dens Deck on it because there was a few issues. So we actually put a full layer of of a roofing substrate, you know, something to to smooth out that roof, and then we put the granulated cap sheet on top. Marlene, all you need to do on these is you need to get up there once a year and make sure there's not a lot of debris. And I, I would highly recommend having us come out and do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but make sure that all the jacks. So, so on a flat roof, a lot of times your the penetrations are where it leaks, because the roofing's great, but where the, it comes together with a hole through your roof, sometimes that's where you're going to have your issues. 
Um, we'll look at those. We'll make sure there's no debris on it, clean it off, and that's it. It's it's a really simple process. And the type of roof she has, what you know, she said it was last year. How many years? If you do that every year, make sure it's clean. You know, the the important of not having that debris on is if there's debris, it allows dust and leaves and water to collect and oh. stuff collects and it starts to deteriorate. So she keeps it clean. She checks all her seams, does everything he said. How many years is this roof going to last? So her particular roof has a 20-year manufacturer's warranty. That's how long the manufacturer states that they will guarantee that it lasts. Most roofing systems will last much longer than that if maintained properly. And I think that's the key. Her system, at about 25 or 30 years, she could go and put a layer of coating because at that point a lot of the granules will have fallen off. There's no reason her roof couldn't last 30 or 40 years if maintained properly. That's, that is the main key right there. If that thing is maintained, you know, you mentioned debris getting on. I've seen cactuses and trees growing inside or on roofs. I saw on a, on a commercial building, a big dealership, they actually had the air conditioning dumping water. There was a spot where they had lilies, like the lilies that grow in, a, in swamps growing, five <laughs> and six feet tall. I mean, it, it's just crazy, the stuff we see. The other thing is when, when organic matter, leaves and whatnot, they break down, they release ammonia. And most of these roofs out there are asphalt-based, and um, which is grease. And ammonia, if everybody realizes that that is a commercial degreaser. That's what we use to cut the grease in our pots and pans. So imagine what that's doing to your roofing system if you've got debris, especially bird pigeon poop and whatnot. That, that just destroys it if you have that debris on the roof. Very good. I think, I, go, I think we go to Tim, next caller. Let's keep taking him. We're educating all of Arizona just by taking the callers. one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning. Uh, so I'm considering putting up solar panels, and uh, at least half of my roof is uh, a foam, flat foam roof. The other is pitched, but... Uh, how, so how do you attach uh, and bra- brace uh, solar panels on a, on a foam roof? Man, that's a tough one. So that, that would probably be more your um, – the way they attach, and I'm, I'm not a, a solar installer, so I can't tell you exactly, but I do know they got to get through the, through the foam. They can't secure it on top. It has to – It's not to, strong enough. Yeah, it's not strong enough. It, it'll flex. So they have to go through the foam, cut a hole, go down to the roof decking, and actually attach to one of your, your structural members, your trusses or your beams or whatever it is down there. After that, typically they'll have somebody like us come in and you know seal those holes uh, with foam, and then we'll actually use some sort of a liquid flashing or some other type of material to seal the roof to those stanchions that, will allow, that hold up the, um, the solar panels. And most solar companies are real good about it. Just make sure that they leave us at least 12 or so inches above the roof deck at minimum so that when it comes time to recoach your roof, you don't have to take off all your sonal panels and we can just work underneath it. That, that is so critical. We're, we're remodeling a home up in Desert Mountain right now, and it needs roof repair. But the panels are two inches off the deck. On a flat roof? Yes. <laughs> the entire solar array of panels is having to come off. All of the legs are being extended 12 inches. The roof's being redone, and the entire solar panels are being put back together. So that tip right there, another another 
tip that you can't find anywhere else. Tim, the other thing I want to tell you is the solar industry has really been giving me a rash about the last eight or nine months. And if you're not dealing with a Rosie certified solar contractor, proceed with extreme caution. There is so much bad information, manipulative information, and crooked horse swapping going on out there in the solar industry. We're about ready to do a huge journalistic expose, but I got to be prepared to lose the radio show to do it because it's going to make everybody mad that's currently in solar, except the Rosie certified solar contractors. Roofing, roofing, roofing. Tyler and I just this past week cut the last of a series of videos that are posted on our website, rosieonthehouse.com, as well as on YouTube on how to tarp a flat roof. And just with one word, Tyler, what what was your instruction? Don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you can see the explanation for all that in the video. I'm, um, I'm kind of humbled by the fact that our YouTube stations are now uh, accomplishing 30,000 minutes a month of people watching. So we're pretty excited about how we can educate everybody. All right, Tyler. Okay, wait. Yep. One more question. Yes, ma'am. The phone's been on fire back here. Everybody's got <laughs> yes, roofing it questions. Is. It is. All this crazy weather. Um, let's see. John from Tucson had a question for you. And I asked him to hold because I knew you'd have more questions than I knew to ask. And he told me he was shy. So I'm going to ask you, and you, you can tell me if you can answer this question. So his neighbor had a... Uh, has a 2,800-square-foot home with a tile roof. And he hired a roofer, and they uh, replaced just the underlayment, and it was $20,000. And he wants to know, is that a fair price? You know, it's really hard for me to gauge um, what they're charging for. Was it one layer, two layers? Um, what's the, what kind of pitch was the house? Um, normally, when you're dealing with these houses, they're going to give you a 2,800-square-foot house that's livable. It doesn't take into consideration the one, two, three-car garage, which could add an extra 10 or 15% of roof. It doesn't take into consideration the patio and back, whether that's a tile or a flat roof. Um, it doesn't. The, the overhang around the The overhang, yeah, that could add perimeter. up to another 10%. Uh, so. It could, absolutely. Um, you know, on the high side, I think if it was a, you know, if all of these, these factors came in, his price per square foot should be right in line with industry standards. Um, but again, it, it, there's just so many, so many variables that go into it that I, I really can't give you a pricing, especially when you're talking about another contractor's numbers, which I, I'm not privy to their overhead and what they're doing, et cetera. So a lot more questions need to be answered before that can be the case. Because like you say, 2,800 square foot, they always just give you the livable. Well, my my mm -hmm. neighbor's in a 2,800 square foot home. That could very easily in a 412 pitch with a garage, a patio, and overhangs be a 4,500 square foot roof. Yeah, it definitely could. Yeah. So, all right. So, Tyler, you're here educating everybody, uh, uh, and we appreciate you taking the time out. I know you had to drive down from uh, church camp on the rim with the kids and the family. And we really appreciate you making that sacrifice to educate the us and the Arizona homeowners on this particular topic. 
How would someone get a hold of Johnson Roofing? And give us a little bit of story of who Johnson Roofing is. Okay. So Johnson Roofing, we've been around for, let's see, since 2004. So we're pushing almost 20 years here. Um, small company. We're, we're more focused on quality than actual growing. We're not the big flashy. We're, you know, number one. We prefer to let our work say that for us. We prefer to let our knowledge you know, our, our sales practices, you know, I'm giving away tips to my competitors, but <laughs> what we try to do is we try to educate a customer, show them everything that they need to know about the roofing system, give them a price, and then let everybody else try to match not our price, but match our level of our estimate, making sure that check off this, check off that, check off all these items, make sure that they're certified, make sure that they're giving you the warranty, make sure that they're measuring it, make sure that they're following industry standards as well as manufacturers required practices um we just want to make sure that when we install your roof you know there's a story about a boy that could sleep and i want to be able to sleep at night when there's a big massive rainstorm and wake up in the morning (laughs) ready to go and not have to deal with all these people that are upset because some roofer installed the wrong roof on their house and now they're they're dealing with it so i I just that's our main thing is we want to do it do it right do it once and then not necessarily go back in five years, 10 years and replace your roof, but why don't you have us come back every year and have us maintain that roof so that that roof doesn't have to be replaced in 10, 20 years. You can go 30, 40 years. And, and that's so critical because when you look at your, your cost-benefit analysis, how much your roof is going to cost you over a period of 20, let's just say 30 years, if you have to replace that roof at year 15, it's going to cost you more because you've replaced two roofs than paying a little bit every month or every year and have somebody go out, look at it, change a few broken tile, adjust some flashing, seal a pipe. Now you don't have roof leaks and the roof is lasting so much longer than it actually is. And in fact, we're one of the few contractors, our no-nonsense warranty, if we install your roof and you maintain it, then what will happen is we will match the manufacturer's warranty for everything. Most roofing contractors are required by law to give you two years, and they'll give you five. So if you want to get a hold of us, our phone number is 480-467-4572. Johnson Roofing, you can find us online. You know, we really, really strive to make sure that, you know, we are going to take care of you and get everything that you can. That's awesome. And we appreciate you taking the time that you did to get down here and, and, and share that with all of us. You can see Tyler's opinion on roof maintenance on our website today. If you're a subscriber to our newsletters, you got it in the email yesterday. It's the advantages of roof maintenance. What that does for you, what that does for your home, your family, your property, and your roof. It's worth having someone trustworthy getting up on your roof and taking a look at it on a regular basis. Tyler, again, thanks a million. Johnson Roofing. We'll be back for the 10 o'clock hour of Rosie on the House. Open the lines up. Get any questions you have answered right here.